just want to thank everyone out there who's showed their support towards the podcast. It's been absolutely amazing. And if you've got any mates out there who've uh, got a few proper true yarns and uh, or someone who you know who's a mad dog who might want to come on and spin a few to us, uh, send it through. And uh, if you do one favour for me that would be absolutely incredible, click on the proper true yarn podcast, go to your settings of that and uh, hit auto download because we all know how uh, terrible the phone service in Australia is and I hate the old episode be cut short due to um, terrible phone service. So if you get that auto downloaded, um, we'll be all good to go and there'll be no interruptions. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Did that really fucking happen? This ripper bloke called Knuckles, some call him the big knuck, spinning stories tall and true that'll make you say, holy fuck, the cities to the outback on the highway or the farm, crack a cold one with Knuckles and tell us a proper true yarn. Welcome back to the Proper True Yarn Podcast, the show in which we extract the wildest and the best yarns from the best people around the world. Uh, currently in the studio at the Ville, Townsville, we have uh, Dan Beasley. Telling a few yarns, he's experienced his life and running the balls, mate. And before we'll tell this yarn, we'll, I like to have a shot. Yeah, I call it true serum. It just gets the boys into the, or ladies, into uh, the yarn which they're about to tell. So um, I don't know what you got there, bro. It looks a bit of a wild concoction. But, yeah, we'll have a bit of true serum down and we'll just fucking sink it in and we'll, uh, we'll get into a yarn. See what comes out. Mm. Mm. What'd you have? Oh, fuck. I know. It was terrible. <laughs> so was mine. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, so you've just told all about the run of the bulls. Has, any, has anyone died at run of the bulls? Yeah, no, there's definitely been a, a fair few deaths. There hasn't been one for a little while now. I thought a bloke died in the race my, my third day that I ran. A bloke you knew? Didn't know him. Didn't okay. know him. I met some Aussies on the track. Um, we ran together. Obviously, when you're vibing like that, you just oh. we got to go for a brew afterwards, yeah, uh, or sangria or Calamucho. Yeah. Um, so we but went for. Excuse my ignorance, mate. I don't know what cal- Calamucho or kombucha. <laughs> kombucha. A bit of yeah, kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> what's a what's a Calamucha? So I hang out with some boys down in uh, in the Burdekin to the Searle Boys. Uh, shout out and uh, the Aguiris. They're from Basque. Their family are from an island, uh, a town near there. Okay. Um, do a bit of a chorizo day with the boys and uh, got introduced to Calamucho at the, the chorizo day. Okay. So we spent a, a weekend making um, chorizos. That's not how you pronounce it, but we'll run with that. Um, <laughs> so you so, like, like a bit of sausage on your lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy sausage. Yeah. Um, Stop it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it is red wine and Coke. Really? Yes. It yeah, sounds I, terrible. Like, I, fucking I, the worst. Oh, mate. It's 6 a.m. in the morning while you're making spicy sausage. It's, uh, it's a treat. Yeah, um, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, so, no, sorry, mate. I, I didn't no, mean no, 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 literally... Honestly, no one has. And then when you tell them it's Coke and red wine, everyone turns their nose up. And, but, yeah, the first day we were there, we were in um, some bar. We met these Basque guys from Basque in that region and... My mate that was um, Colombian, he was translating and this guy spoke very little English but kind of stumbled his way through the conversation and gave us a two-minute spiel I got on my phone because I had to send it to my friends over here <laughs> or what yeah. the origins of Calamucho was. But, um, yeah, so red wine and uh, and Coke. 
Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, not a blow. Yeah. Well, you know, just for everyone out there listening, so just to... Before you run with the Bulls, that probably would help, but no, no, the the Coca-Cola and the red wine. Okay, sweet. And you're with the boys and you're running, we're just saying the yarn about where... You, you thought someone was fucking dead. Yes. Okay. So uh, we finished the race, caught up with them. I've checked out of my um, accommodation and I've met them back at their hotel room before we we head out and get some drinks. And um, on the big screen in their in their hotel is the race because they just play the replay from the morning's race in the town. It's like televised, like your footy is or your whatever on the TV. It's it's nationally, um, I guess, watched live. Watching it, and there was a bloke maybe a hundred meters back down the track from where I was. Uh, I call him Mr. Purple. Yep. Anyway, he's been. And hit. you met him before that? No, no, no. It's just Mr. Purple because he's okay. just got a purple shirt on. Oh, yeah, Everyone's yeah. in red and white. Like it's, it's where's Wally <laughs> costume, and uh, he's just stands out because he's Mr. Purple yeah. wearing a purple shirt. Anyway, there's bulls hit him. He's doing cartwheels in the air. Anyway, while he's in the air, the next bull behind hits him. In the air, then he's landed head first on the cobblestone, face first, not catching himself with his hands. He's just face into the cobblestone, and then the next three bulls behind him proceed to stomple him as um, as they go past. Fuck. Anyway, he's out cold. Like he's done. Get fucked. I genuinely, he didn't get gored, but I genuinely thought he was dead. Like the way that he come down onto that, oh mate, nuts. And I, I thought he was dead. Um, and saw some photos afterwards, and we were just watching the news headlines for the next two or three days to see if Mr. Purple Mr. was Purple's de deceased. dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. de dead. Turns out he survived, but I don't know what condition he was in. But anyway, that same, like, in that little section, there's probably in the 50-metre section of there, there was six people that got done by the bulls and all got stretched off. So six were were carted off on, uh, on stretches to the hospital. So I don't know extent of their injuries, but they got fucked up. Fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, then I guess we were talking off there about what happens if you disrespect the bulls. So it's it's a long 500-year culture, um, so there's a lot of tradition and a lot of respect. And while they run with the bulls and the matadors kill the bulls later, they respect the bulls. They want the bulls to get through the race safely. It's not about disrespecting them. They actually respect the bulls. And the meat is eaten after they've been killed. Like uh, yeah. that's where the tradition started was butchering the the animals. They still do it. They still consume the meat. It's while the running of the bulls is hectic and a spectacle, um, they still respect the bulls. They pray for both the runners and the bulls before the race. Yeah. Um, so if you disrespect the bulls, the Spaniards and the, the Basque fellas take pretty personally and seriously because obviously uh, it's televised around the world. Lots of Westerns like myself see it and think it's a spectacle to to be a part of. Like I was must have been six years old when I was like, one day I want to go do that. Run the bulls, uh, yeah, run with the bulls and I luckily did get the opportunity. But, yeah, if you go over there in disrespect and don't follow the rules, the Spaniards take it personally. So there was one situation where in the stadium where the, the heifers with the, the caps, they're not going to score you but they'll yeah, still yeah. have a red-hot crack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're still 300 kilos and pretty yeah, pissed off. Yeah, run that, yeah. Yeah. Had a bloke pinned on the ground. Yep. Um, while the guy was pinned on the ground with this heifer over the top of him, a Westerner ran up and grabbed it by the tail and pulled it off him. Saved the bloke in his eyes, but then continued to thought this was a good time and kept swinging off the tail um, in this situation. No, 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 not, not a good idea. 
because you're not worried about what the fucking heifer's going to do when she turns around. It's the rest of the Spaniards. So he's got off there and then he's looking up at the crowd and he's like, yeah, how good was that? Anyway, I just watch people coming from every different direction come over. Some cunt fly kicks him and then they all get on top of him and just start feeding him. And the There's ten people on top of him just bashing the shit out of the bloke and I'd been warned by some friends that had run it previously, don't touch the animals. Yep. When you're running with them, you have a um, a rolled-up newspaper and yeah. you hold the newspaper on the animal and that's the respect thing. Like you're not touching the animal but that's the sign of like how close you are is to have the, the newspaper. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this bloke got absolutely messed up by the, the locals. Mate, and that's what mate's mind said. They said there was a, an American fella got boosted up on the back of a bull and, yeah, he rode the bull for probably – 50 metres, and, and he thought he was God, this American father. He thought he he literally thought, oh, mate, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm then. He falls off or whatever off the back of it, and he's there. He's cheering to the crowd going, I'm the man, I'm the man. He got fucked up worse from the Spaniards than what he would have been if the bull hit him. Yeah. Can you explain, Dan, the, the, what the mad – not the mad doors. Are they mad doors behind the bulls with like slapping the big rods? Nah, are they, I guess they're the equivalent of like graziers. Like traditionally they would have been graziers moving the cattle along. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they are, but they just have like a big cane effectively. Ma- massive cane. Massive smack, cane. Smacking just, the fuck out of the ground yeah. just to get them to move forward. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And, yes. and, and so for people who have never, never been or don't know, this, I, as I said, I've never been and I'm just going off my personal mate's knowledge. They said, yeah, this Yankee, he, they thought he, he thought he was the man. He's in that massive cane. They just flogged the living fuck out of him because he's literally disrespected their culture. Yeah. And, yeah, he, yeah, they said he would have been better off good in a horn to his guts than the fucking punishment that the Spaniards gave him, mate, like. Oh, they they hold they don't hold back. Like there is an absolute it's like red rag to the bull to the yeah. Spaniards, obviously. Yeah, I'm um, saying, yeah. And yeah. I guess it I guess that is it. Like it's it's their culture and the locals run because it's a part of their culture. Western they allow Westerners to come in. Um yeah. but if you disrespect what their culture is God fucking help you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, God you, help you. Yeah, 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 you are gonna cop everything we can get you. Yeah. Yeah, wow, holy fuck, man. That that's wild within itself, mate. Oh yeah. So day three you get you get in the state and heifers are jumping like t- tell us that yarn, Dan, like like because there's a lot of people that have run with the bulls and they've been there, but they actually never made the fucking stadium. Yep. So give us the enlightenment of actually getting to the stadium and then what happened after you were there. Okay. So you run into the stadium, you're up like I was with the bulls as I ran in. Yep. And if you get there early. The crowd boo you. They throw shit at you. It's like you're a coward if you get there yeah, early because right. you're again, quick. You're you're a quick coward. No, not because you're quick. Because you've got the jump on the bulls. You haven't run on the horns. Everything. Oh. The the bravery is all in about being in proximity to the bull. And like even in the running, like there's eight hundred something meters of it. You can be on the horns, which is the ultimate bravery, or you can just sit on the the outskirts. Like the roads once it. Obviously, they talked about the first part of the race. It's only four and a half metres wide. As you get up further up, it's like 11, 12 metres wide. Yeah, so you right. can sit in the door frames and just bulls go past. There's six people in front of you between you and the bulls. Like you can 
not to say they're a coward, like you're on that track, like you've got some kahunas. Like it's your, your heart is just ticking, the adrenaline's pumping. Like you can see the fear of God in people's faces. Like the third day, so I did that first day we ran at the bulls and that, yep. and then this, the third day I was on there in the concept of the same kind of thing, like you want to be it wasn't like I wanted to be brave, but I wanted to get the full experience. I really wanted to get grab the bull by the horns. Literally. Kind of, yeah. Literally. So you, you're walking down this, this straight and you see the crowd is starting to like blow up. as like, And then this torrent of people start pushing past you. And I was like, I'm not running until I see the bulls. So the current of people are going past me and I'm pushing back through them, going against the grain until the crowd splits and the yeah. bulls are full tilt and they're about – 15 metres from me going ham. Um, so you got to turn and just, yeah, run. You know. And that was kind of why I didn't stay with the first bulls. Like I'd turn, try to get as quick as I could, but they just had too much of a head start. I had to peel off the side of that first couple and yep. then peel back in for the second, like little group. And then I ran with them pretty much all the way through to the, the stadium. And like I ran as hard as I could um, and – yeah, as I said, it was the peak of my uh, athletic career because, uh, yeah, you're hurtling, you're, you're looking over your shoulder. Yeah, it's uh, unreal. Job's on. And and yeah. once you go to the stadium, Dan, I like explain the feeling in mm. the stadium. As say, you've literally gone like fuck. You've accomplished more than a lot of people would even know that have done that. And then you're in the stadium with with the bulls and also the heifers. So can you explain that process to us? All right. But bulls run straight through. You come through these huge gates. You walk into like – it's like the equivalent of like a small coliseum. Like okay. yep. the, the stadium's really steep. There's a perfect circle. You're looking around and there are just thousands of people packed into this place um, and they're all cheering as you run in. Obviously don't run in early because you're booed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you come in with the bulls and then the bulls come through. They run directly straight through and out the other gate on the other side and they're, okay. they're put away for the, for the day for the matadors and that for the bullfight that night. Yep. Um, and at that stage the bulls are all through. They leave the gates open because there's the two herds, they, the ones that are going to gore you and yep. then the seconds which are those um, the steers that are just to catch any bulls that have kind of – Lost their way. Yep. Yeah, yep. Puppy that lost his way, yeah. So, yeah, they follow them and then um, once all of the cattle are through, they close those the, the gates into the stadium. So if you miss that, you're, you're out. And so there's only probably, I don't know, 200, 300 people in the in the stadium. Um, it's a fair fair arena, like it's a big size. And then at that stage they let the heifers in one at a time and they're the ones with the caps on their horns. And um, at this point the bravery is all the, like being on the horns but – it's about being close to the animals. Um, and so people are like, they're turning around, they're trying to gore people and trying to have a crack and you got to get as close as you can. People are running past it and like skimming past the side of it. Um, some people are getting fucked up. Some people are uh, getting away with it. The Spaniards in the culture and like the crowd cheer and boo and groan and whatever else, uh, people, some of the Spaniards are running straight onto the horns and then just as they get, it goes to like get them, They'll do a flip over the top of the bull or the, the heifer and land on the other side. Like, incredible. Hell. Incredible. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. The craziest thing I saw, though, was two people trying to do it at the same time and collected each other over the top of the heifer and <laughs> hit the deck either Ooh, side. Wow. 
So, so Heaven didn't even fuck them up. It was, it was themselves. Yeah, they, themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, wow. they, jumped, they jumped high enough, but um, yeah, they timed it perfectly and uh, cleaned each other up. Yeah, it wouldn't happen to me, mate. I would jump clean over the <laughs> top of the fuckers. <laughs> Proper true yarn. But, mate, that is literally phenomenal. And then then what happens from there? Like, so everyone just, you, like, you've got heifers, you've got shit going everywhere. At what point does it end, Dan? Like, from, uh, so from, that, from that point of view. Like, yeah. So I think there's, like, six heifers coming up. Okay, yeah. Uh, I think it was six heifers and then once the six heifers come out, that's it. Okay. Um, then they open up the gates and you can walk out. But then at that stage, the party starts. The only time the party stops is when the race is on. Once the race is over, everyone that's outside of the stadium are already are partying while we're doing the little dance inside the With ring. Yeah, and wow. then you open up and then, yeah, everyone's back out again. And, like, you um, you do your session. No, no, you're running on adrenaline, but you start, start smacking a few... Calamuchos and Calamuchos, uh, red wine yeah. and cakes. And, and there's yeah. just people just sprawled out on like any green grass. It's just got people passed out and there were people shagging. There was people pissing, crapping all over the place. Like it was, it's wild. Like it's, loose. it's yeah, it's loose. There's just, it's an old town that doesn't have the, the infrastructure for 1.7 million people to be coming through in the space of a week. Yeah. Um, and so there's just people just using every little bit of space for whatever they can happen whatever happens like yeah jobs on thank you very much planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less in similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.